In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the you are going about your day and maybe you found some water source somewhere that was flowing. Maybe you had cancer and maybe you were led to take off that water and suddenly you were healed of your cancer. What do you do? Would you take that water and go and hide it? Or you go home, tell your mother who has maybe epilepsy. Will you tell your sister who maybe is suffering, has a sickness? Would you go and tell your colleague who has been struggling for some time? I believe our answer will be yes. We'll go and tell everyone about what we have seen. Okay, those who are saying no, uh, I think we have to do a, a special session for you. But for me, I know if I discover such a thing, I will go and tell my sister, I will tell my mother, I'll make it known to everyone who I know is what is suffering or has a problem which that water what can solve. It's the same way when we come to Christ. We have come to Christ. We were in the world. We were doing things that were not right. But when we came to Christ, things have changed for us. I believe we have the responsibility to tell what others about what the Christ we have encountered. Unless you are telling me it's one of those things you've not really encountered Christ. But if you've really encountered Christ, his passion burns in your heart. You want to tell others when you watch a good movie or you find a place that things are cheaper, they are doing some sales. You run and quickly tell your friends, why is it that we have Jesus? We are not telling others about him. Today, by the time I'm done with this session, we should be able to go back to God and ask, Father, have mercy on me. I have left the tax you gave to me. Believe you me, evangelism is not for the pastors. It's not for just the evangelists or the people called of God, no. Evangelism is something meant for you, me, and everyone who calls themselves a believer. So let's open our Bibles to Matthew 28, verse 19. Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go out and make disciples in all the nations. Ceremonially wash them through baptism in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please, can you give me an NLT? NLT. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Looking at this scripture, it's an instruction. It means something has gone on, but because of what you have experienced, what go and make disciples. Because you thought you've encountered Jesus, go what and make disciples. So evangelism is the preaching of the gospel of Jesus. When we do evangelism, we are trying to what spread Christ Jesus. Whether we like it or not, the world is lost. The world is so lost that. It doesn't even know it is lost. The world doesn't have a guide. It doesn't have a goal. 
We are just wobbling about. The world is just wobbling about in total darkness. And we who have seen the light, we have a responsibility towards to go into the world, go to the lost, and bring them towards the light. In evangelism, we are what? We are dethroning Satan and we are enthroning Christ into the world, into the hearts of men. In evangelism, people already have things seated at the seat of their hearts. So when we do evangelism, we are saying, okay, for some time now, Facebook has been your God. For some time now, movies has been your God. For some time now, this has been your God. But it's time to what? Let's go of all that. I'm coming to introduce to you a king of kings who is what? Christ Jesus. So in evangelism, we are renewing people's minds. We are asking them to what? Dethrone, take away that word, that false God and take what? The God that is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And it's in evangelism, if I'm, um, let's say, 20, and this has been my attitude for some time. This has been the God that I have given myself to. Taking that away and introducing a new God will be quite difficult. So evangelism is not a tax that one day we'll go, okay, come to Christ. Christ will change you. Then everyone will say, oh, okay, yes, I've even been waiting for this message. Okay, that is it. I take your Christ. No. If we think that is what is going to happen when we send Christ to the nations, then I'm here to tell you that we are wrong. Because people have formed characters, attitudes, and things that are contrary to what Christ is saying. And for them to leave that and come to Christ, who is going to tell them, do it this way, do it that way? No, people are not ready to do that. I tell people that an atheist, people don't are not atheists. They just don't want a God that will, whose rulership they will be under. They don't want to just have someone who say, thou shalt not do this, don't do that, don't do this. That's why people don't want to what, believe in anything. So when we are, when we say we've been set aside to evangelize, we shouldn't think it's an easy task and a task that is going to be one day or a task that people will rally around us. Like maybe we are coming with a manifesto that I'll give you five cities if you vote for me and other things. No, this is going to be a tough journey, but we thank God that we have been what empowered for that. So when I see posters when i go for funerals and i see posters i'm like hey these people this person did did they know christ this person is gone where are they going if we are in christ you've been in christ for a while and you don't have that edge you don't feel that when you see maybe people at clubs you don't see you don't feel that when you see people at funerals and other things beloved i came to tell you today to change your mind because we have a tax ahead of us and souls are perishing. Heaven is counting on us. Heaven is counting on us each day. Heaven is counting on us for how we have left the tax and we are going our own ways, chasing our own things. Heaven is counting on us to tell that brother who is going his own way that come, Christ loves you. Where you are heading is wrong. Come, believe you me, times and our human life is so fragile. Just this year, I was in a car with someone I was talking to the driver. I was on my phone as well. Within some few minutes, we were in a gutter. I had hit my head to the windshield. Imagine if that was my last moment and I wasn't, I didn't have Christ. And day in, day out, people are facing such things. They, they are around us. There are people we know. 
There's, is that Uber driver you sat in his car today? Is that hairdresser you went to? Is that Baba you spent time with? Is that person you went to the restaurant? There's no, there's, there's, there's no excuse for us not sharing the gospel to people. Because we are always meeting people every day. If, if I'm not lying today, I've met like 10 to 20 people. And I'm, I, I'm sure you've also met people. Have you told them about Christ? Have you told them that he came to die for them? Have you told them that the road they are on will lead to their destruction? Have you told them that Jesus loves them so they should come to Christ? Have you told them this? No. We, we, we are going about our things. Father, I want a car. Father, I want marriage. Father, I want this. But that's not what matters. At the end of the day, what really matters, what God sends of us, he says we should what? Therefore, go and make disciples. Go and tell people about me. Go and tell people the time is short. Go and tell them that I can save their souls. But we relax. We are sitting back. And we are allowing the world to tell us what to do. But today I came to tell you it's not too late. It's not too late for you to take up that tax. It's not too late to go to God and say, Father, I have failed you. But I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm purging myself. I want to be that vessel you sent to the nations. I'm ready. I'm available like the soldiers. I'm ready. Whatsoever command you give to me, Lord, I will go. This evening, I want you to rethink about things. Rethink about how you are taking the Lord's business, how you are treating your father. He has loved you so much. He has brought you to himself. It's not enough for you to come every Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that is the end of it. People don't know about him. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. So our next question will be, where should we evangelize? Who should we evangelize to? For evangelism every day, everywhere, everyone is a potential soul. Everyone is a soul. Let's go to Acts 1 8. Please, NLT. Acts 1 verse 8. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. So for the tax, we've already been empowered, but you will receive power. We all have the Holy Spirit through of us through years. But for some time now, the tax... We've, we've just been using the Holy Spirit for ourselves. We've encamped the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, maybe we feel that if we share Christ with others, maybe his attention to us will be somewhere. You'll be calling Jesus and maybe the call will be waiting. So we don't, we don't want to tell people about Christ. Hey, if, even if I tell this, my friend, the way she likes attention, hey, if I want Jesus, she'll have Jesus all to herself. No, this is not a polygamous marriage. This is not husband, wife, and side check business. No. Jesus is enough for everyone. Jesus is enough for you. Jesus is enough for... Even if you share Jesus with 10,000 people, Jesus is enough for all of them. It is, Jesus is enough. There's, we have no excuse. 
We have no excuse for not sharing Christ with others. We have no excuse. What, what is the excuse? What is your excuse? Maybe your excuse is you are shy. But it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the Holy Spirit, I believe the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So what is your excuse? You'll be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere. What is your excuse? Is it about the Holy Spirit or you are not going anywhere? You are indoors. For now, life has become so flexible for us. On your social media handles, that is where you can share the word. You can tell people about Christ. You can engage people on your social media, on Facebook, on WhatsApp. Enough of the mimes and the things we share on our statuses and our Facebook stories. Let's tell people Christ loves them. The, the time is too short. This is not the time to, okay, Father, you give me 10 more years. Maybe by then I would have polished the message well. No, there's no time. Okay, Father, give me maybe some next year, dear. Next year, there's evangelism year. No, 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 no. Every day. Every day, once you draw in breath, you draw out breath. Someone is drawing their last breath. And because you didn't share Christ with them, they are heading to hell. Because you saw them and said, oh, this person, their pastor will do it. Oh, some evangelist somewhere will tell them, you, you are in Jerusalem. Your Jerusalem is those around you at your workplace. Let, let me ask you a question. If Maybe today people come that they are persecuting Christians at your workplace. Who even your colleagues say, hey, this person there, she's a Christian, he's a Christian. Everyone, when you get up and say, I'm a Christian, everyone will say, media, sit down. Are you, are you even projecting Christ at the workplace where you are? Are you showing people that you, you, you are an ambassador with your character, with the way you behave, with the things you say? Are you showcasing Christ to the world? Or even at the immediate Jerusalem, you are failing Christ. Beloved, if you are doing that, today I came to tell you, recalibrate. Change the way you do things. Renew your mind. Live for Christ. Project him. Defend his name. How can you defend something when you are not living up to it? Live up for Christ. Be his witness. Immediately in Jerusalem. Be his witness when you go to Judea, in Samaria, and even to the ends of the world. Don't say, okay, my Jerusalem right now, maybe I'm in the bank. So when I leave the bank, that is where it ends. It goes on to say, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. There's no end to our evangelism, to us evangelizing. There's no end. Once there are people, once the world is still ongoing, once Christ has not come, there's the need for us to what? Still tell the world about him. Amen. Amen. And we can't say, okay, me, I'll, I'll, I'll speak the word to this caliber of people, the educated, the media is my target. No. We have the responsibility to tell the big, the small, the old, the young, white, black, ladies, gentlemen, Everyone, we have the right to send words to everyone, telling people about me everywhere. So wherever we meet people, we have to tell them about what? Christ. What, you, you would ask me, what is the requirement for evangelism? 
because me i think mm, this 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 is for evangelists they they are the people who can do it no once you are led by christ you are led by the holy spirit to be able to evangelize you would need to what, have a personal relationship with jesus let's look at luke 24 13 to 35 luke 24 luke 24 13 to 25 that same day two of jesus followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from jerusalem Verse 14. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Clopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. What things? Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing, and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. Verse 25. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. It goes to 35. Verse 26. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time, they, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, Stay the night with us, since it is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took their bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, The Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. Amen. Amen. So in our requirements for evangelism, 
a personal relationship with Jesus. These are disciples of Christ Jesus. They knew him. They had worked with him for three years. And for me, uh, I'll say I've been with my boss for five years. But even in my sleep, when my boss talks, I can recognize his voice and know that's what, that's my boss talking. These are people who have been with Jesus constantly. But when he was walking with them, talking with them, they couldn't recognize that it was Christ. Are we like that? Is Christ always cautioning us, telling us, my daughter, tell this person about me. Pray for this person. Give this to this person. This person does not know me. Go to them and give them my word. But because we, we don't know his voice, we are not getting the message. And we are going about, going around, showing them all the spots, showing them all the places they can eat, showing the people, all our friends, all the places that they can get their cheap clothes, have the best things, but we are not talking to them about Christ. Are we like those disciples that worked for, worked with Christ for a long time, but do you know this was the Messiah? This was the man they had worked with. Are we missing out on telling people about the gospel of Christ because we what? We have not heard his voice. We don't know of his presence. And we, we, we don't have a fellowship with him. Are we missing out on sharing the gospel because what? We have not spent time with Christ. Beloved, if that is your story, I entreat you today come to Christ. Come and spend time with him. Come and know his voice. Come and be empowered by him. Come and let him show you his love so that you can watch spread his love abroad. If you are like Thomas and you are having a hard time believing or you are doubting Christ, I will entreat you to take some time. Touch his hands. Touch his feet. Look at the nails in his palm. And know that Christ is indeed risen. And because he's risen, he has given us a tax to what? Go and tell people. He has given us the tax to what? Tell others that the tomb is empty. He has given us the tax to what? Be like the women who went to tell the disciples. He is not there. He is risen. Beloved, today is the day you have to make a decision. Are you going to sit down and watch our souls perish? Or are you going to arise like those women and say, I've gone to the tomb. I've seen it for myself. He's no more there. His tomb is empty. I entreat you to listen to the voice of Christ. I entreat you to words, spend time with him. Another requirement of doing evangelism is to die to self. In Galatians 2.20, let's look at Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2 verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. If you know someone who has been in the military, you know they go through some really rigorous training. They, they go through all this bodybuilding and so many things. And if we are enrolled in Christ's army, his end time army, we also have to die to self. Because any time of the day, at any point, maybe you'll be asleep. The Holy Spirit will ask you, wake up, pray for souls. You would be going your own way. Maybe you are going to do what you want. God can tell you, no, stop. Talk to this person. Spend time with this person. 
you have your own money. God, you, you want to do what you want with the money. Then the Holy Spirit tells you, for the sake of the gospel, drop this for this person. To go about and tell people about Christ, we have to what? We have to die to self. It's no more you, my money, my time, the luxury of what I want to do. It's now about Christ. When Christ says, this is the time I want you to do this, you have no choice than to what? Go and do it. And you can't do that until what? Your old self has been crucified. That old self that says, Christ will say, fat, you say, oh, my watcher is even ready. Me, I'm ready to eat. That old self that says, get up. Christ will say, get up and pray. That old self that will say, I want to even spend some three more hours stretching and sleeping. We have to die toward that old self. It's not easy. But we have the Holy Spirit who empowers us towards live the Christian lives. So um, I want to plead with you today. If Christ is telling you, get up, do this, do not shut your ears. Do not behave as if you've not heard it. Do not say at my own time, at my own convenience, it might be too late. I remember there was this time that I had this group that we were going for evangelism. We were going out to a village. And I was like, this village is too far. And I was giving so much complaint. So I went to sleep. When I slept, ah, I had this dream. It was like a very big hole. People were being pushed into the hole. And that was the first time I'd had this scripture. The blood of people who are perishing or something will be on your hands when I woke up. It was the day they were leaving. I woke up at 3. They were supposed to leave at 4.30. I called them. I said, I beg. I'm on my way. I'll go with you. We, can, we cannot say at my convenience, at the time me, I want. At the time me, there's this people, me, I don't like them. This group of people, me, why would I? We can't be like Jonah and say, this people, I don't like them, so I won't send the gospel to them, no. We saw all what happened to Jonah. If you want that to happen to you, then maybe maybe you have the capacity to bear it, but it will be better to what? listen to his voice. It will be better to do as he says. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's not even about us. It's about the souls that are perishing. It's about the people that we have to come into contact with. It's about the lives Christ has prepared us to touch. It's about the vessels that we have to change. Can you imagine someone some five or 40 years ago spoke to one man at a crusade, came to a crusade, obeyed, preach, 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 altar call in a big community. Only one man came out, gave his life to Christ. 30 years or 40 years down the line, that man that he saved goes around the world winning souls. Sometimes it's not about the masses gathering to us. It's about that one person. That one person giving his life to Christ and what? Being part of the army of God to make a difference. It's about that one person that we have to meet and change. Tell them about the love of Christ. Tell them they are heading to hell and for them to give their life to Christ. It's about just that one soul. That one soul. Imagine if most of us, no one had told us about Christ. Where would we have been? I know where I would have been. It wouldn't have been pleasant at all. What about the people who are 
heading their own way and you are watching them. You are seeing them every day. You are saying, okay, I won't do it. The evangelist will do it. The pastor will do it. What about those people? What is their story? How would their story be? Would they say because of heroin, because of mercy, because of Caleb, because of Reuben, because of this person, my story has turned around. Would they say because of you all, their lives will be like that and maybe one day in an accident or something, they lose their lives and that will be the end. I want you to ask yourself this question. Will people because of me lose their lives or will they gain Christ? I'll leave that answer to you. The next thing we are looking at is as Christ's style of evangelism. Evangelism is not, it's easy with the Holy Spirit, but it's not just something you just walk and just start lambasting people, telling them you are going to die. You are going to die. Condemnation is coming to you. You are going to hell. No, 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 no. Let's look at how Christ went about evangelism. We'll look at the model of the woman at the well. John 4, 4 to 28. John 4, verse 4 to 28. And he must must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria. Please, NLT. NLT. John 4, from verse 4. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift of God, If you only knew the gifts God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But say, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you are greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please say, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship 
while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where ancestors worshipped. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Verse 25. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone. Amen. 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 So Jesus says, tell, when, when, you, when, when we read it, you notice that it started with him caring. It started with him caring about. He knew the woman was going to be there. He could have just gone his own way after all. This woman, her history is not even that pleasant. Who is this woman? She's had five husbands. This woman cried, if I don't mind their words. But he cared so much that he went to sit at the well because of one woman. This, this is someone, she's been, she's been around. She's been around a lot of men. She's been around. These are their husbands. So, so imagine the other... She's been around. But you will notice that Jesus cared about her. She cared, he cared so much that he came to her, sat with her, explained things to her, changed the way she saw things because through she was thirsty. Her thirst, she thought, could be what? Quenched by men. But after she met Jesus, because Jesus took his time, Jesus could have met her and be like, you are adultery. You look at you, look at your life, see what you've done. But he cared. He knew she, she was living that life because she didn't know the, any, any other way. He knew she was living like that because she had not what encountered him. She knew he was, she was thirsty for men because what? She had not drunk from the what? The world of living waters. So he cared enough. Let's, let's be people who care about people. Let's be believers who care about people's soul. Let's be believers who care. My brother, my grandmother, my uncles, with the life they are leading, where are they going? Let's be people who care. Let's not condemn people that, oh, this person is just drinking. I, mean, I don't know his problem. He's just drinking. Drink. Hey, he can mix drinks. He can't do. No, 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 no. Mostly it's because they've not met Christ. They don't know him. It's because they've not encountered the Savior. Believe you me, most of us, if our lives were left for us, we would have been what's worse. Even in Christ, Christ. But we, we, we tend to what? Judge people. 
People that we should care about. People that we should be so concerned that we will intercede on their behalf. We'll say, not on my watch will this person what? Enter into hell. Not on my watch will the devil snatch this soul. Not on my watch will this person head into what? Damnation. But no. We sit back and we watch. We watch. We watch and we condemn. Let's be like Jesus. Let's change our route to meet people who the world has rejected. People that have to come to the world in the afternoon when other people have, are not around because what? They know they will be judged. Let's be the people that draw people and say, I know you have gone wrong. I know you have done this, but if you come to my Jesus, if you come to my Jesus, he will what? He will change your story. Let's be people who say, I was in this situation. I came to Christ. He changed my life. So when you also come to Christ, I believe he will change your story. Let's be people who care about people's soul. Let's not just be there and be watching them while they go into the pit of hell and we condemn them. No, that's, that's not who Christ has called us to be. Christ has called us to be what? Intermediaries. He has called us to be evangelists. He has called us to be ambassadors. He has called us to what? Bridge the gap between what? Hell, heaven and himself. He has called us to what? bring people to him not to draw people away because of our condemnation but he has called us to call people to come to him call call people come 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 the woman after she met jesus what happened she said come and see a man i met a man who told me all that i had done after she had encountered jesus said come you can't you you i know i know i'm that woman yes i'm that thirsty woman who went after five men but come if you come to this jesus i mean i've seen him for myself he has told me this man is a prophet the way he spoke to me you who have been gossiping about me but when i met this man he changed my life when i met this man he said ah my daughter i know i know it's because you are thirsty for me have a drink of my water he he he, what he touched my life let's be people who do that enough of the condemnations enough of writing people off enough of just seeing them by the roadside and looking the other way enough enough today i came to tell you enough is enough take up that tax join the end time army go tell people about christ it doesn't matter how far they have gone Christ is ready to welcome them, but be that ambassador, be that evangelist that will tell them their story, that will tell them about how Christ came, died, resurrected, and has called them to himself. Be that person for Christ. Another thing we noticed about Jesus was he was very tactful. He didn't go and say, you thirsty woman. You thirsty woman for men, you adulteress, you prostitute, you no 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 no. He said when 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 he started the conversation, and let me tell you this evangelism is relationship. You can see that he said, Please give me water. Could have said, Don't you know who I am? I'm the son of God. You adulteress, go look for something, bring me water. Bring me water. No, he, he went. He, he was vulnerable to the woman. He said, please, what? Can you give me water? And look at the woman rather. <laughs> she was like, ah, and you've come to sit here. You want water. You're, you're saying all this. You can't even go and fetch water yourself. But that was where Jesus should have shown her that her <laughs> woman, you don't know me. You don't know me. That's what I can't even call it. You don't know me. You don't know me. But he was so tactful. He, he, he pointed her sin to her, yes. He told her, ah, 
I know you, you've done this, you've done this. He didn't go accusing her. He told her, you've done this, you've done that. There's a way we can bring people to Christ. Point to them that, you can be drunk in the Holy Spirit. There's a way we can tell people that, ah, you can be intimate with what's Christ. Come back. There's a way we can tell them. And it all comes down to a relationship with Christ Jesus. It all comes down to us knowing what Jesus. And not just knowing Jesus to go and say people are going to die in their sin. But being tactful. Approaching the situation in a way that people will not be so broken. That then be like, hey, Jesus, he's now going to enumerate my sin and say, on the 24th of this, you did this, this, this. Hey, this Jesus here. Yeah. Hmm. Let me sit my somewhere. No, let's present Jesus to people in such a way that they will fall in love with him. If you've not fall, if you've not fallen in love with Jesus, I ask you today, fall in love with him. If you fall in love with Jesus, you can also tell others about him. You can tell them that, hey, like how women can say, hey, me, my husband, he gives me this, he gives me that. If we've falling in love with jesus you say hey me when i was in the world now i was doing this but when i came to jesus he has done this for me he has done this for me and let me tell you this people people connect to our testimonies people can connect to us when we tell them that in some years back i was very sharp with my hands and by the grace of god now i can see things and let it go please i'm not saying me i'm just saying it's a personal testimony I'm just saying that you can tell for that, you know, I was very sharp. I could just move money around. But when I came to Christ, oh, that chronic way has gone. People can relate to that. And you will notice again that the way Jesus went about every situation in telling people about the kingdom of God was different. How he went, he spoke to Zacchaeus. He was a short man, so he asked him to come down from there. Come on, tree. And the way he went, he went to his house and he ate with him. His way was different. Nicodemus was different. The rich young man was different. The woman at the well was different. So in every situation, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us on how to evangelize to people. The way you go about it with someone who is a mover of money will not be the same way with someone who maybe has a different situation. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going. I'll leave you what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you, this person, just give the person a word. That will draw the person to you. Some people to you have to point to him. Stop what you are doing. God told me that you are doing this. If you don't stop it, in five years you'll be dead. Some people soon they some people soon God is no more knocking. He has to break down their doors. <laughs> he's not knocking at their door. He's he's bombing their door. He's he's using things everywhere to hit. So every heart and how you watch, you approach it. And I pray that today. As we listen to this, God will give us that knowledge. The Holy Spirit will come to us and will know what, 
what to say at every time, what to tell everyone that will bring them to Christ. Amen. Amen. So whilst we are, you are listening to me, I want you to take your phone. I know there's someone on your contacts. You, you know, you know, me and you know, we know that God has been putting on your hearts for so many years that this person, tell them about Christ. I want you to take your phone and send a message to someone. Tell them that Christ loves them. Tell them that I was, I just heard this message about evangelism and you came to mind. I think it's about time you make the decision and come to Christ. Take your phone and just connect to that person. It might be your mother. It might be your sister. It might be an ex. It might be anyone. You know the people God has laid on your heart. And when we are done with this sermon, I want you to list the names of people that you think Christ has been calling you to intercede for them. People who don't know Christ. People that for some time now, you know that Jesus has been telling you, this person's time is short, time is running out. Tell this person about Christ. I want you to take your phone and do that for me. So, I want us to look at something. Most of you are asking, but me, I go to church. Isn't going to church enough? Um, I come to church, so why should I be evangelized? Now, I was here when Apostle said, Reverend Mawena and this person, they are the evangelists. Why should I evangelize? So, this day they can do it. They are up to the tax. We, we come to, it's like in the military, when we come to the church, we are coming to get what? information standing orders we are we, we come to be empowered to come together to get the apple to go into the world so if every sunday we release oil on you you're anointed the anointing on sunday you go and sit in the office from eight to five you go about your thing you close you go home you come for wednesday service thursday you listen Friday, you come for vigil, but you are not telling one, anyone about Christ. I want to ask you a question. Is it that you, Jesus, no, you, his love is not that way for you, Anna. You, you, you just want to keep Christ for yourself. We come to church, yes, to be empowered, but it doesn't end there. When you go to your office, you are a pastor there, you are the evangelist there, you are the prophets there. Things shouldn't be going wrong and you'll be sitting down. Oh, I tried calling Prophet A for they didn't pick up. Eh? This situation in your house, you are waiting for someone. No, you've been empowered for that tax. With you, 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 every, every Wednesday we come for prayers. I'm telling you today, after the prayers, use the oil. Put the Holy Spirit to test. He said what? He has given us power. Try, you just evangelize. Just tell someone about Christ. You'll say, oh, hmm. In my leg crawl for some time now, I can't walk. Touch that leg and see what will happen. We can't just sit back every time and every Sunday be repeating the same. Come, the ministers will lay hands on you. You go, you come again, we lay hands, you go. And that's the trend, no. Please, today, after the message, go and tell someone about Christ. Go and tell someone that Jesus loves them. Go and tell someone that I've been, I've, 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 I've,
I've hidden something from you. Today, I'm making Jesus known to you. Go to that person and what? Tell them about Christ. Maybe some other time when, when we meet again, we'll talk about who are witnesses and what the person has to do. But I want, before we pray, the media team should project an old Adventist hymn and we all read it together. Hug the voice of Jesus calling. Who will go and work today? Fields are ripe and harvest waiting. Who will bear the sheaves away? Long and loud the master calls. Rich reward he offers free. Who will answer gladly saying, Here I am, send me, send me. Verse 2. If you cannot cross the ocean and the distant lands explore, if you cannot find the lost around you, you can help them at your door. If you cannot give your thousands, you can give the widow's might. What you truly give for Jesus will be precious in his sight. If you cannot speak like angels, if you cannot preach like Paul, if you cannot tell the love of Jesus, you can say he died for all. If you cannot rouse the wicked with the judgment dread alarms, you can lead the little children to the Savior's waiting arms. If you cannot be the watchman standing high on Zion's wall, pointing out the path to heaven, offering life and peace to all, with your prayers and with your bounties, you can do what heaven demands. You can be like faithful Aaron holding up the prophet's hands. You may not be up to teach, feed my lamb, said Christ our shepherd, place the food within their rich. And it may be that the children you have led with trembling hands will be found among your jewels when you reach the better land. Let none hear you idly saying, there's nothing I can do. While the lost of earth are dying and the master calls for you, take the touch he gives you gladly. Let his work your pleasure be. Answer quickly when he says, here I am, send me, send me. Quickly answer when he calls you. Here I am. Send me, send me. Quickly answer when he calls you. He's calling us. Will you answer him? Here I am. Send me, send me. Answer quickly when he calls you. Here I am. Send me, send me. The Lord is calling. The sheep are ripe. They are waiting for harvesters. Will your answer be here I am? Send me, Lord. Send me. I ask you that question again. He's calling you today, tomorrow. The sheaves are ready. Will your answer be, here I am, Lord. Send me, send me. Shall we pray? Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.